John chapter number 14, please, in the Word of God today. John chapter number 14. I want to read a few verses of this great chapter, familiar chapter of the Word of God, <clears throat> and then the best of my ability, preach what the Lord has got in my heart today. Matter of fact, it's been on my heart for several days, and um, I really feel like this is exactly uh, where God would want us to go today. John chapter number 14, very familiar. Uh, as one preacher said, all the Bible ought to be familiar to us, but very familiar passage of the Word of God, and fits wonderfully, quartet, with that song you just sung. So thank you for doing that. And um, look at verse number one, if you would. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Brother Drummond, you give me one of those Kleenexes, please. I'm going to preach an unusual title today. And I'm going to answer a question that you have never probably heard answered in a pulpit. I'm going to give you information today that you cannot find in the encyclopedia. You cannot find it probably on Google. Can you imagine that? I'm going to give you this thought today on this subject. How far away is heaven? How far away is heaven? The Bible said, and Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Were I so, I would have told you. Now, let me just say this before you're seated. You need to understand today that Jesus is not saying when he said, I go to prepare a place for you, that he went back to heaven and got him a nail gun and some boards. And some people got the idea, and you see it with bumper stickers, that Jesus is up in heaven building you a house. That's not what that verse means. Matter of fact, if you study the King James word place, and it is a good word in the King James Bible, it literally means a standing. It literally means when he said, I go to prepare you a place, he's literally said, I'm going to give you a way so that you can get to where I am. Do I believe I have a mansion in heaven? Well, the Bible says I will. Do I care? Sure do. But I'll say this, I don't think it'll be there just so we can have tourists come by and say, look at their mansion. I'm not really sure why, except God said he's going to have it. But I do know this, I don't think we'll spend a lot of time in the house, and we sure won't spend in the house watching TV, because I guarantee there won't be no TV in glory. 
Amen. Amen. Yeah, bless your heart, no Fox News either. Thank God for that. They lie as much as the rest of them. But I will say this. I do believe we'll spend time at the feet of the Son of God. Or we'll be in the crowd singing, singing the songs that lift up the Lord. And, and I believe the angels will cry, holy, holy, holy. But my question is this, how far away is heaven? Matter of fact, what if I would say how far away is hell? Some people say, well, they drilled into the earth and they run into whatever. God bless them. I don't know. I don't know. I just know Jesus said it's a place. I don't depend my life on people drilling holes. Amen. My life depends on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. But how far away is heaven? Stand, just keep standing a minute. I'm still standing. You're okay. How far away is it? Can you reach up right now and touch it? Have astronauts ever been through it? How far away? Well, when we get done today, I want you to understand how far away heaven is. And I want to give it to you biblically, not googly. Right? Amen. I know everything you read on the internet is true, but let's just stick with the Bible. Amen. All right. Let's bow together and pray. Father, I thank you for the good spirit of God today we feel in this place. I thank you, Lord, for Brother James and the choir, how they bragged on you this morning. I thank you, God, for this quartet, Lord. But, Lord, that was a great song. Uh, Lord, I love those songs. And, God, I'm glad that though I didn't really understand what to do, I knew I had to do something. And I'm glad when I called on your name, you saved me by the grace of God. Lord, I pray now have your will and way in this service. Give us what we need from the Word of God today. We'll thank you and praise you for all you do for us. In Christ's name we pray and all God's people said, you can be seated. What if I told you today that heaven is a whole lot closer than you think? For some of you today, you may be thinking, man, he's going to tell us how far. It's probably, it's probably 100 miles or 300 miles or whatever. I don't have a clue. I have no idea distance-wise. I have no idea uh, how far it is in feet or in meters or centimeters, or millimeters, I have no idea. I have no idea uh, uh, how far beyond the Milky Way or whatever. I have no idea. I, I really, to be honest with you, I don't mean to sound mean saying this, but I really don't care how far it is. Man, I can't believe you say that. I don't. I'm going, and I'm going to get there quick. The ride don't bother me when I know it's quick. Say amen. Hallelujah, right? We don't have to ask the Lord, are we there yet? I promise you, buddy, to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. And I got news for you. In the twinkling of an eye, the Lord's going to come. So really, it really does not matter in feet or meters or whatever how far it is. But I do know how far heaven is away. I do. And I want to share you with you three things that prove that I know what I'm talking about. You say, preacher, look, did you get some great revelation? Oh, yeah, I, this is deep. Well, I've got to pull it out of my deep intellect to give you this. Got to get all of my Bible college, all of the stuff I got. I got to get this. It's tough. I mean, but I'm going to go deep with this and we're going to get some help. How far is heaven away? Number one, I want you to see this. Heaven. 
heaven is only one heartbeat away. Heaven is only one heartbeat away. This past week, I was preaching, or week before last, I was preaching down in South Carolina, and one of the men there's a deacon in that church, and very good friends of my family, and uh, that church, of course, is my home church when I was in evangelism. Brother Grady's my pastor, and this man is one of his deacons. Uh, he was diagnosed with colon cancer not long ago, and he went through that surgery, and while he was recovering from colon cancer, his wife started hurting in her chest, and during that time, they took her to the hospital, said, you know, there may be a blockage there, and so uh, they took her in to have uh, the, uh, the test done to find out uh, whether or not she had a blockage. When she was in there, they looked and they saw there were a few things there that needed to be dealt with, but they could deal with it with medicine. And, and they thought, you know, that'd be the best way to go and not send her through open heart surgery. And so she came out of the catheterization, everything going well. They walked out into the lobby. And when they walked down the lobby, they told Brother Steve and his four boys, they said to Brother Steve, uh, you guys go ahead and grab me some lunch or whatever. She'll be recovered about an hour and then you can go in the room and see her. She can go home this afternoon. In the process of leaving uh, from where she had the catheterization done and being rolled across the hall, uh, uh, Brother Steve's wife went in to cardiac arrest. Uh, when she did, uh, they battled it for 20 or 25 minutes in the hallway, never to revive her. And Brother Steve's wife died that day as she was leaving that uh, our procedure being done. It was not anything the procedure did. It was not the doctor's fault. It was nobody to blame. She simply had a heart that stopped beating and she died. They had to walk back in and tell Brother Steve's family uh, that their mom uh, and this was a lady, not an older lady, uh, not up way up in years, uh, but her heart stopped beating. Uh, you say, preacher, what are you saying? I want every one of you and all of us to understand that all of us are only one heartbeat away from heaven or hell. All of us are only one heartbeat away from God. And Brother Steve's wife that day took her last breath and her heart stopped and she herself went to glory. I'm glad she was saved. I'm glad she knew the Lord. And the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And friend, aren't you glad the door is open? Aren't you glad that Jesus is the door? But understand today, some of you think today, well, I'm young. I have a lot of life. Some of you think, well, I'm fairly healthy. I, I'm going to live for a long time. Hey, can, I, can I say this today? And I want you to understand this today. You are only one heartbeat, one electrical pulse, one malfunction, one broken off part of all of them M&M's you've been eating that goes through your heart and something clogging up and it is over. How far away is heaven preachers only one heartbeat away? Here's what the Bible says about that in James 4. 
The Bible says in James 4, 14, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appear for a little time and then vanisheth away. Can I say this today? Can I say this without reservation today? Buddy, life goes by fast and it's like a vapor and it's here today and gone tomorrow. But friend, life can end suddenly no matter what age you are. Amen. Heaven is only one heartbeat away. Every one of you in here are one heartbeat away from either heaven or hell. Including myself. I'll be honest. That next intercession you have may take you out of here. I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm telling you, you're one heartbeat. One heartbeat. I'm sure our new members of our church and the paramedics could tell you that they went to the homes of people that looked like they were perfectly healthy, that looked like they had no issues. They might have even ate the right things. Uh, they might have been gluten free. Uh, they might have been uh, running and jogging every day. But I'm telling you, uh, you're only one heartbeat. It does, listen, uh, sometimes it's hereditary. Other times it's just a malfunction. One heartbeat away from God. I'm going to have Henderson Lynch come in before long and give his testimony to our church, his testimony to the young people that are here today. But as you know, Henderson Lynch is one of, our, our one of the, well, he's a son of one of my best friends, brother, evangelist Greg Lynch. And Henderson Lynch is a tremendous basketball player. Now he's grown to about 6'4", probably, and, and being scouted by colleges all across the country. Uh, but Henderson Lentz, uh, uh one day was just taking a charge underneath the goal in a high school basketball game, taking a charge, and someone ran into him, taking the charge. No big deal. They blew the whistle on the guy that did it, and Henderson jumped up and went, yeah, because he run down the court knowing he took the charge. Before he ever got all the way down the court, he realized something wasn't right. He turned to walk off the court and before he could even get to his own bench 16, 17, 16 years of age he collapsed and his heart stopped for the next 20 minutes he battled for his life if there had not been for that school that had put in that unit that shocks people's heart, he would have not been here. You said, oh, uh, uh, preacher, certainly God would have told him. Listen, I'm telling you, everybody dies, man. You've got to understand that. And Henderson Lynch was laying there 16 years old. We had thought that he had that deal that sometimes they had where he outgrew his heart, but that wasn't the case. The case was, and they know now, that the impact, which was not great, just messed up the rhythm of his heart. And when it did, it stopped. 16. One heartbeat away. That's how far heaven is. If you're saved today, you're one heartbeat stopping from glory. And I know right now that might scare you, but after it happens, you won't be scared. Amen. I promise you to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But I tell you what, when we leave here, I'm convinced it gets better on. There'll be no politics. There'll be no politicians. There'll be no media. There'll be no sodomites. Praise God. There'll be no sin and filth. But hallelujah, what a day that'll be when my Jesus I shall see. Amen. Thank God that we have a place. Amen. Heaven is only one heartbeat 
away. That's how far it is. I don't want to put a damper on your excitement, but so is hell. So is hell. You see, heaven's not really that far away. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. But so is hell. Oh, preacher, Joel wouldn't mention hell. Preacher, the other churches that are trying to grow, they wouldn't mention hell. Well, I will. Because I'm going to tell you what, friend, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. I want you to understand, I'm glad I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah, I'm going to heaven. But I'm going to say this to you, I'm also really, 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 really glad that I'm not going to hell. Thank God I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I'm glad I'm not somebody ought to shout amen. I'm glad I'm going to heaven, but thank God I'm not going to hell. You ain't but one heartbeat from seeing Jesus. Praise God, you go to bed one night and instead of waking up down here, you open your eyes up, boom, there he is. Oh, we'll weep over you and cry over you, but you won't be weeping and crying. Brother John, (laughs) hallelujah, I thought about it, y'all call me. 12 days in this world. Now I'll say a lot about that, I ain't gonna say much more about it because God gave me some things to say about it today, but 12 days in this world. I don't know. They said, brother, they said to Joseph, Lee Thomas opened his eyes for the first time just a little bit. He probably looked around and saw the world and said, no thanks. <laughs> huh. Praise God, no thanks. Maybe they had the news on in the place. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they had a TV. No, no thank you for that. I tell you what, though. When that little heart stopped beating, buddy, I promise you this, hallelujah, you could wish him back, you could try to drag him back, you could try to pull him back, but honey, I got news for you, where he's at right now, he'd say, no, thank you, I'd rather be right here, honey, we're only one heartbeat away from heaven. Nobody's got a death wish, I don't want to die, we spend a lot of money not to die, Right? We spend a lot of money to live. But I'm going to tell you this. If Jesus don't come, we're going to go by the clouds instead of the clouds. Amen? Everybody here one heartbeat away. You remember that? Number two, watch this. Not only is heaven only one heartbeat away, but heaven is only one trumpet sound away. That's how far it is. Preacher, how far is heaven? Heaven is only one trumpet sound away. You say, preacher, what do you mean? You talking about me saying it's going to blow the trumpet and we're all going to go to heaven? Lord, no. Amen. I promise you this. Miss Sandy's not going to blow it up and I'm not going to blow it up and we ain't going to blow no shofar down here. But I'm glad, thank God, one day the trump of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first, six foot farther to go and we which are alive and remain shall be with them in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Friend, I'll tell you how far heaven is. It's one trumpet sound. And let me say this. We are living in a day right now that is wicked, that is vile, where man makes good, bad, and bad good. But I'll tell you this. God's about done with it. God's about tired of it. And it ain't going to be long. The trumpet of God's going to sound. And hallelujah, we're out of here. 
whole lot of quacks on Facebook. A whole lot of weirdos, lunatics. A lot of them are Baptists. I had somebody send me something that said it was a good read. Brother Hazel, this is a good read. I could tell we must have been an educated person. This is a good read on why we could believe that we will be post-tree of rapture. You know what I did? I got to that little word called delete. Can I get a witness? I got news to you, buddy. Read the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 1. Hey, John was called up. Picture of the church. You don't find it again over there in chapter 19. I got news for you, buddy. I ain't going through no tribulation period. Jesus is coming soon. Honey, I'm pre-tree of all the way. I believe the church is going to leave here before the tribulation starts. Send me none of that foolish stuff. Here's some good arguments. I don't need arguments. Amen. I don't need that. Well, you're just hard-headed. You're right. You're just narrow-minded. Boy, you're getting it. But I got news for you. A whole lot easier, Brother Mike, to go down a narrow road if you're narrow-minded. Somebody say amen right there. reason a whole lot of people can't fit down that road. They got too much mind out here. Amen. I'll tell you, buddy, I am narrow-minded. I still believe the Bible's the Word of God. I still believe the blood still saved. I still believe King James is the way to go. Music like we heard today. Yeah, buddy, I'm narrow-minded. But one day that trumpet's going to sound and we're going to leave here. That's how far heaven is away. Hallelujah. People have often asked me, this spit all over my suit. People have often asked me, Brother Hazlip, and you've heard me tell us, our members have, but where would you like to be when the rapture comes? You ever thought about that? Let's just say that we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. I mean, we don't. don't that the angels don't even know. God the Father and the Son the Holy Ghost. I mean, you know, one day... God going to nod his head. We're out of here, buddy. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I don't know who Gabriel, who had blows name, but you know, the trumpet ain't the big deal. It's the fact that we're going to be licking lips every day. Is it today? <laughs> you know why? Because that bride's going. Everybody wants to see the bride. All of heaven, Lord, have mercy. I feel a little tug right there. Lord, have mercy. All of heaven wants to see the bride. I mean, the Son of God's waiting on the bride. The angels have heard about the bride. Hallelujah. One day it's going to be here comes the bride. And we're going to go to be with him. Right. Amen. I had a preacher right there. Amen. It was so good for Rebecca. The Bible said she leaped off the camel. By the word, that word leaped. When she leaped off to see Isaac, it's a picture of Christ. When she leaped off of there, if you study that word out, you'll find out. Uh, you can't just leap You can't just jump off a camel like that. That's almost impossible. It's almost like it happens in a twinkling of an eye. What was I talking about? Huh? huh? Thank you. It's called a 50s moment. Don't you listen? God sidetracks me sometimes. He interferes and gets in there and does something. You know. Don't you listen? People always ask me, "Well, preacher, where would you want?" Well, I'd be great. I'd like to be sitting in church, you know. And I'm like, for some of y'all, that'd be wonderful. What if he came on Sunday night? And uh, <laughs> woo! 
Where were you to leave from? Doritos on your belly, Mountain Dew on the thing, and a remote control in your head. Well, hallelujah, here we go. Don't you be getting mad at me. You know I'm preaching right. You can do anything you want to do. You can do what you want to do. If you want to do it, you can do it. You just don't want to. That's free. That's free. I never preach stuff like that to after my birthday. It'd be good being church when he comes. I'd be good to be with family, I guess. I guess if the rapture come, it would be good to, you know, that would be great, but that's not, that's not, I would not want to be at church. I would not want to be, well, I wouldn't mind being my family, but not, that's not where I want to be in the rapture come. None of them places. I wouldn't want to be in the Mount of Olives. I wouldn't want to be in Israel. None of that. I kind of like, and this is not where I want to be, but it'd be real nice if God would give me time to stick my tongue out of CNN right when I left. But I wouldn't want to be there. Preacher, where'd you want to be? I'd want to be at the graveside of a child of God getting ready to commit that body to the ground and God give me enough time to say, never mind. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome? Can you imagine standing there, everybody's around weeping, uh, and all of a sudden you say in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and the next thing you know, buddy, the trumpet of God sail, and that casket go bursting open. You talking about getting everybody right with God. Somebody say amen. And all of a sudden you got the preacher's clothes laying there. He gone. Some of y'all duck dance folk, he gone. Amen. How far is heaven away? Heaven's a heartbeat away. Heaven's a trumpet sound away. Number three, watch this and I'm done. Heaven's a prayer away. Can I, you know, I'm feeling a little bit of, we might have some revival around here for us over. Hey, I'm telling you, heaven is a prayer away. I want to give you something right here. I want to give you something anybody likes to shout, likes to praise God. I want you to listen to this. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 6, and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Watch this. The moment I ask the Lord to save me, I got my name recorded. Some people say, well, all the names are there and it's just others are blotted out. Listen, you, you, you know, you get all bent out of shape, argue that stuff on social media. All I know is, as the songwriter said, I know my name is there. That's all matter. I don't care if it was before. I don't care if it was right then. It don't matter to me. But when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. <laughs> you know what's amazing to me? Hey, boys, you know what's amazing to me? Here's what's amazing to me. When I was 17, and that, now y'all weren't doing the wrong, don't look like royalty fuss. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking to you. Y'all doing great. Bow ties, I look good. Listen, when I was 17, I went down that altar. I was on my way to hell. I was on my way to hell, man. 
I mean, I'm 17. I'm on my way to hell. I'm a church member. And I went down there and I never even got to the altar. I never even got there. Do you know you can get saved and never go to the altar? I mean, I was on the way. No one times God interrupted stuff. I was on the way. But on the way down there, halfway down the aisle, I said, Lord, I want to get saved. <laughs> you say, well, you sure, you sure you said the right thing? Give me a break. I don't know. I don't know. All I know was this. I did exactly what his word told me to do. And I'm like that teenage boy got saved here a while back. But it's different now. Amen. I know I got born again. Now watch this, fellas. I'm coming back to you. I went from going to hell to going to heaven in one prayer. Y'all know what that means? Time out. This don't count as part of my allotted time to preach. Time out. What is that time, by the way? I don't know. Watch this. Understand this right now. Get a hold of what I'm getting ready to say. That day you called on God and that day you asked him to save you and that day he came in your life, that one prayer, honey, it changed where you're going to spend all eternity. I'm glad, thank God, heaven wasn't but one prayer away. I'm going to give you something real good. Watch this. If you go over the book of Revelation and the book of Revelation is broke down in three sections. The book of Revelation's Book of Revelation, excuse me, doesn't have an S. It's only one revelation of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation is things which were, things which are, and things which shall be. So what you see happen in the end of the book of Revelation hasn't happened yet. Can I give some of you all like, check this out, brother. This is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this is good. John saw the church. Am I right? We ain't tired yet. You ever shout, Miss Linda? This is good right here. Miss Linda, have a shout, but we know the Holy Ghost has come to the church. <laughs> Amen. We'll get an organ play if Miss Linda shout, yo! Amen. Watch this. Watch this. John, in chapter 4, verse 1, was called up in heaven. You remember that? Called up in heaven. He's on the Isle of Patmos. John saw the church. Can I blow your mind with something? He's already seen me. Are you going to heaven, preacher? John done saw me. Some of y'all look at me like I've lost my mind, and I have lost my mind. But I've got papers that I've lost my mind. But I'm going to tell you this. What I'm saying right now is the truth with my hand up. Hey man, I'm telling you right now, John's already saw me. I listen, he saw the church. Guess what I became a part of when I prayed that prayer and asked God to forgive me my sin. I became part of the church, and John's already saw me. Amen. Can you imagine somebody seeing you and you ain't even there yet? Amen. Brother Nathan, I thought I saw you the other day. Was you, was you over there at, at, at Pfeiffer's Wings the other day? Did I, no, brother, I was in another state. You, you must have been mistaken. Well, I thought it was you. No, it wasn't me. But guess what? When John said, <laughs> Brother Chris, I think I saw you the other day. I was looking at the, looking at the bride. And I'd say to John, you did. 
<laughs> yes. Son, is that not good stuff? That's good preaching, man. Would you agree with that? Would you agree? I mean, you're like on live, live internet. Listen to me. All these people look at you right now. Right? What's that in your nose? I'm just kidding. Listen to me. Heaven's not that far away. Heaven's not that far away. Just one heartbeat. Just one trumpet sound. Just one prayer. That's it. That's how close. So I'm going to ask you today, if your heart stopped, where would you be? If the trumpet sounded, if the trumpet were to sound, what would happen to you? Have you ever asked the Lord to come in your life? Save you. Stand our feet. Quietly, please. Quietly, please. Can I say something to you? I'm glad I'm going to heaven. How many of you are glad you're going to heaven? Amen. You know, I'll be honest with you. This world's just... Amen. Brother Darrell, Jehovah's Witness asked me one time, don't you want to inherit the earth? I said, no, thank you. And they ain't going to get it either because they ain't the first 144,000. And they're certainly not Jews. Read your Bible. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm glad I'm going. Now, I'm not taking up a load today. I enjoy life. Because to be honest with you, my finite mind that has to live by faith, I can't grab a hold of the fact that heaven's going to be so much better than this because everything I love except the Lord Jesus, and really He's in me, but everything He loves down here. You know what I'm saying? We're earthly minded. We're earthly minded. You can look at Brother John and Miss Mary right now and tell them, well, your little boy's in glory. And they're right. that's right, but they're not. They're not. That's what makes it so hard. Because we're earthly minded. I've heard people say, well, I, I'm not afraid to die, but I don't want to leave my family. Well, 30 seconds after, two seconds after you leave your family, it'll be all right. But in our mind, that's hard to grab. Because that's earthly. That's earthly minded. Brother James, can you sing me something real quick? No piano. You know the words. You don't have to look it up. Can you sing me a little bit? If you know the verse, you can do it. But I know you know the chorus. What a day that'll be. Is that the one you got? I figured it was. That's why he's the music guy at Calvary. Right? Because you got to have, gotta have the same mind. Sing me. Just no, no piano. Just listen. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come. 
No more clouds <laughs> in the sky. Just a prayer away. No more tears. Just a heartbeat away. In the eyes. Just a trumpet sound away. All is peace forevermore on that happy gold. <laughs> one heartbeat from hugging daddy at the feet what of the summer. Just one heartbeat, glorious buddy. Day one trumpet sound, Miss Linda. Seeing that preacher daddy again. One trumpet sound. Once, <laughs> what a day that will be <laughs> when my Jesus I shall see, Hallelujah. and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand Hallelujah. and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. Just hold up God just for a minute. Play that softly. Every head bowed. How many of you say, Preacher, if that trumpet were to sound, if my heart were to stop, I've asked the Lord to save me, Preacher. I've asked Him to come in my life. I've asked Him to change me, forgive me of my sin. Preacher, I've repented. I've repented of my sin, Preacher. And I know today if that trumpet were to sound, I know today, preacher, if my heart were to stop, I know I'd be with Jesus. Would you slip your hand up as a testimony of grace? Isn't that wonderful? You can put it down. Isn't it wonderful you could raise your hand because you know that? Isn't that wonderful? I wonder today, someone across this auditorium say, preacher, if my heart were to stop today, preacher, if that trumpet were to sound today, I don't know for sure I'd go to heaven, preacher. But I do know this, preacher, I don't want to go to hell. And I know I need Jesus. Preacher, would you pray for me? I couldn't raise my hand because I don't know for sure. Would you pray for me, preacher? Would you slip your hand up? Put it right back down. I'm not here to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Buddy, the water's troubled. The water's troubled. Be a good time. Get somebody to pray for you. Preacher, if I died right now, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. I just don't know, preacher. But I do know this. I don't want to go to hell. Would you pray for me? Who just slip that hand up right now? Slip it up. Put it right back down. Preacher, I need the Christ. I need to be saved. I need the Lord. I need the Lord. I need the Lord. Would you pray for me? What I'm looking at is a testimony that every one of you are saying you're saved. Do I believe that? It's not important whether I believe that or not. It's important that you know it. I believe that every time I preach, I preach to people that may be unsaved. But I don't know, because I don't know your heart. But you do, and God does. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many of you got someone you love? I'm talking about now, a revival burden. You got somebody you love? And you know if their heart were to stop or if the trumpet were to sound, you know they wouldn't go to heaven. 
They'd die without Christ. They'd spend eternity in a Christless hell. I tell you what I'd do. Some already understanding this, but I tell you what I'd do. Boy, if I had them on my heart right now, I mean, if they come on my heart just that quick, I tell you what I'd do. I'd slip out of my seat. I'd find me a spot somewhere. You don't have to just be around this altar. We're getting ready to put in some prayer benches in here. I'm looking for them now. We're going to put them here. Make it a little easier to kneel. But there's places all down the side of this platform, all over here at this wall. Just something about kneeling before God and saying, God, I can't do it, but you can. I'm talking about praying for somebody who needs Christ. You know, one of the biggest things I see is happening in the church today. Church has lost its burden. Church has lost its tears. We are no longer weeping over sinners. We have lost our tears. We're more interested in getting out than we are getting in. We have lost our tears. The shame of it is, the shame of it is, is people need God. People we love need God. And we have lost our tears. Boy, we better get serious about the things of God. I'm not going to apologize for preaching that we need to get serious about the things of God. Quit making excuses. Get serious about the things of God. Quit playing games at the foot of the cross. Because He's coming soon. Brother James is going to sing that old, old hymn. What a day that'll be. While he's singing a little more of that, and you're praying, or you're there in your seat rejoicing, you be thankful that your one heartbeat. You be thankful one trumpet sound. You be thankful that you prayed one day and said, God changed my life. And he did. And he did. And he did. Brother James, sing for us, my friend. Well, I appreciate the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Holy Ghost. There'll be no <laughs> sorrow there. I love you, Brother John. No more burdens you, you bear. No more sickness, no pain. Thank God. No more parting over there. Thank God. And forever I will be with the Hallelujah. one who died for me. What a day, glorious day. While these are praying, look up here at me. Sing that chorus with Brother James. Singing, you know it. What a day that will be. Hallelujah. When my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face. The one who saved me by his grace. Amen. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Amen, sweetie. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no pain, no more parting over there. And forever I will be with the one 
died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. How many of you? There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear. No more sickness, no pain, no more parting over there. Hallelujah. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day. Brother James, lead them in that chorus. That will be. Sing it, child of God, sing it. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand, and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day, that will be.